Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life, so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel, and ladies, I have a question for you. Are you tired of feeling like you're the one putting in all the effort to make your relationships work? Then go to speakingofpartnership.com right now and click on the big red Tell Me More button and find out how you can get men to do their part. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I'm excited to bring you today's featured guest, Sandy Weiner. Sandy, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Sandy is the founder of The Last First Date, and she's actually devoted to helping women achieve healthy, off-the-chart love in the second half of life. She's an internationally known TEDx speaker. She's contributed hundreds of articles to publications including the Huffington Post, uh, Psychology Today, The Good Men Project, and she's the dating expert at Better After 50. She's also the host of Last First Date Radio. Her specialty is in helping women communicate effectively, set clear boundaries in relationships, and value themselves. Sandy, take a minute and fill in any blanks in the intro and and give us a glimpse into your personal life, if you would. Well, you pretty much covered a lot of it. I mean, I have about 600 blogs actually on my own uh, site as well. I... I do a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I have a couple of courses that I'm really proud of right now. One is on online dating. Uh, it's a four-week course. And one is on communication skills. And it's called How to Talk to Men So Men Will Listen and Listen So Men Will Talk. It's based on the – there's a very successful series of books for parents about how to talk to their kids um, so their kids will listen and talk. And so – I think that we have major communication issues in all relationships, so I love teaching communication skills. And my third course is called Ace the Date, and it's I partnered with another coach called Bobby Palmer. And this is for first date success because so many people make mistakes on first dates and they're not even aware of what they are and how to really succeed. So that's that's pretty much the missing pieces is the course pieces. Um and my personal life, um, I'm doing really well. I my kids are happy. I have a little granddaughter who's 19 months old and absolutely loving that. It's really hard to even hear myself say granddaughter, but it's uh it's quite something to be able to see your child as a parent, as an awesome parent, and to just love this little person and be able to give her back when she cries. <laughs> that is definitely a luxury, right? Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. So the way I'd like to start, Sandy, is, is to go into kind of a guiding principle, or maybe it's a quote, maybe it's a mantra, I don't know what you call it, but something that you apply in the partnerships in your life that you feel our our listeners could apply in partnerships in their life as well. It kind of helps you stay on track. So I love Maya Angelou. I I was kind of hard to pick one quote because there's so many that are resonant for me, but this one really stands out. And that is, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. 
And the reason it's so resonant for me, and I think both in my personal life and my business life, is that we often focus on how to, I don't know, manipulate people into liking us. Um, you know, especially in business, there's a lot of manipulation and pushing. And and I've really come to understand the importance of being vulnerable, really showing your character through your business and never pushing, but being magnetic and and leading an inspired life so that you can help others realize that they have potential to rise up as well. Because I certainly came from humble beginnings. And so making somebody feel like they like what's possible, um, like they're capable and they can push beyond limiting beliefs, it has been a, a major theme in my life in the past eight years since my divorce. That is a great, great guiding light. And, and I know it's a very common and popular uh, quote from Maya Angelou. But what I love about it is it, it speaks to exactly why we've created this show the way we did around stories. Because there's feelings involved with stories. And people have a feeling when they hear a story. And it's actually why our listeners love the stories our guests share. So actually, let's just dive right into one of your stories right now. If you wouldn't mind, take us to a time in your life when maybe you tripped up somehow in your partnership, you know... It could have been anything, but give us an idea of what you were doing, how that that trip up happened, and and then we can expand on how it helped you to actually move forward. So it's hard to just come up with one time that I tripped (laughs) up. But I I chose a story that was at the beginning of my business career as a coach, and I had just taken a course in creating webinars and creating a webinar course, and. I decided to partner with a woman who her specialty was dating after divorce or getting your life together after divorce. She actually wasn't a dating specialist. And I thought she'd be a great partner because she dealt with people after divorce. And we were in partnership for months. We were developing this program together, but it was really my brainchild and it was mostly my ideas. And she kind of just came along for the ride. And there was a part of me that was kind of uncomfortable with our partnership. And I I was trusting my intuition, but kind of pushing it away at the same time. And towards the end, we were about to launch. And I said to her, you know, I'd like to sign a contract with you about some legal agreements about this this course that we're going to be teaching because... It could sell a lot of courses and we could do really well here. And I just want to get clarity about what each of us are going to take away and, you know, iron out all the little issues. And she was totally against anything legal, anything legally binding. She had had some bad experiences with lawyers and high fees. And she said, look, I'll shake your hand on this, but I'm not, I'm not doing a legal contract. And at the last minute, we ended the partnership. Um, we ended it over that because it wasn't. I, w- I was not comfortable moving forward without it, and she wasn't comfortable moving forward with it. What I learned from it, first of all, I was relieved because it really was my brainchild, and I felt like I I had developed most of it. And she was very gracious about just giving it up and taking back like very little, but she had contributed, so it ended well. But 
I learned the importance of clarity up front. Um, not, I would never again wait until the last minute to say, hey, let's do a legally binding contract. <laughs> That's something you take care of at the beginning. And, um, and I think just learning the importance of clarity from the beginning of any relationship, just putting things out there so that you know what you're getting into. And it's actually how I start any contract with any client that hires me. We spend our first session talking about anything that could come up, you know, how, what my expectations are, what their expectations are, so there are no surprises. Excellent. It's so great to hear that, you know, you took that, that trip up and now you've made it a foundation of what's essential when you're making a partnership going forward. Because there's so many times we just go, oh, yeah, that'll never happen again. <laughs> and then we keep repeating it. As yep. opposed to going, oh, well, how can I have an active role in having that never happen again? Yeah, yeah. And I'm a, I'm a big believer in self-advocacy and looking at behaviors, stepping back and course correcting along the way. Excellent. Well, let's switch gears a little bit now, Sandy. Let's, let's, let's actually look at a story of when you had what I call a duh moment. You know, one of those times where you were like, Wow. I can't believe I've been missing this this whole time. How have I been such a knucklehead? <laughs> Give us an idea of what was one of those wake-up moments and, and how did it become a building block for your future? Well, the big one is my marriage. Um, I was married for 23 years to the wrong partner. And that's a really long time to be with the wrong partner. And I stayed for a number of reasons. Um, my kids, thinking that if I left, my kids would be an emotional mess, and I had that obligation. But I honestly had given up on really having love in my life. I didn't think it existed. And I looked around me, and I would see other marriages, and I would see that they were not so happy, and I wasn't meeting any men in my real life that I would ever want to date. And so I, I just kind of coasted and not in a good way. And one day I had a wake up call and the, and my wake up came, I was working in a sleepaway camp with my children. I was teaching art. That was my former career. I was an art teacher and an artist. And I met a man who was also working in the camp. And we were both married and both talking about how miserable we were in our marriages. And, and we just got into these very deep conversations. And suddenly I found myself not being able to sleep at night and not being able to eat and had no idea what was happening to me. And what I finally realized was that I was falling for somebody um, mostly because he was giving me attention, because he was connecting with me in a way that I was starved for. And my big wake-up call was that I would never have an affair during my marriage and that I, you know, those emotions and what the wake-up of, of all those suppressed things that I had just given up on and the realization that I could not live the rest of my life in that state. It was too big of a cost that I was just giving up too much. And he woke me up to possibility. He was not the right man for me. Nothing ever happened. He was turned out to be a jerk. But he was my wake-up call to possibility. And um, and that, that was it. I, I told my husband I really needed to leave. I wasn't angry. I was just done. 
And, and I think that, you know, just having hope and understanding the possibilities for yourself is such an important motivator for anything you want in your life. And I think so many people just give up. And that is sad to me because I did it for so long. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. And and I, I noticed one thing that stood out to me that was really, I think it's a missing point for a lot of folks, which is you said that the, the guy who actually was a part of this wake-up call ultimately ended up being kind of a jerk. Mm-hmm. And I think we have this idea that our wake-up calls are going to be like harps playing and angels floating overhead, <laughs> and it's this beautiful bucolic experience. And sometimes they're partnerships with jerks that are the wake-up call. Mm-hmm. They're not always pretty. And it took me, yeah, it took me a long time to see that he was a jerk because I was so blinded for yeah. so long. But yeah, they're not always pretty. Yeah, so keeping that in mind, your your wake-up call isn't necessarily going to be a storybook. And being able to, to recognize that and going, maybe that was it. Oh my gosh, what if I address this issue? Mm-hmm. It's something to always keep in mind. Now, one of the things that I personally love when I'm on the show is, is this next question, and that is, what I want to know is a... a, a I guess I'd call it your proudest partnership moment. And the way I define that is when you think of this partnership moment, what's the thing? Like you just, you can't help it, but you smile. So this was actually one of the biggest challenges that I overcame. And that was uh, parenting my youngest child, who was a teenager when we got divorced. I, one of the biggest issues in my marriage was that we parented very differently. And when we got divorced, we were like two warring teams, um, not agreeing on anything in parenting. And it was, it was very divisive. And it really killed me inside to see that he would not be on the same page as me. And I had done the research. I mean, I read every parenting book out there and, and I felt I was a good parent. I, was trying to really give her some boundaries and she would run away to him every time I set anything in place. Most frustrating, disempowering thing in my life. So I, since I couldn't work with him, which I tried over and over again, and I couldn't work with her, I hired help for myself. And I hired a coach who was a relationship coach who really taught me how to see the partnership in a new way. And so one of the things she did, and this is a really cool exercise, is I had a imaginary triangle that I drew on the carpet. And I stood in one corner of the triangle, and that was me. And then I stood across from myself in the second uh, angle of the triangle, and that was my daughter. And the point at the top was the, the union of the two of us. And so I was able to look at a, an issue from the perspective of myself, try to stand in the shoes of my daughter, and then stand in the position of the relationship so I could see it as a whole and how we were together. And I learned to be much more compassionate and understanding with her. Very, very challenging. Um, plus, I subscribed to a program called Total Transformation, which um, gave me a lot of really great tips to turn around the most challenging times with her. And 
I learned to become firm and loving at the same time. It's like setting setting clear boundaries, staying steady with the things that were important to me, but always letting her know that I loved her. I would never abandon her. I would never say, just go live with your father because you're being so disgusting to me. I was able to be patient um, for this to pass. And it took a long time, but she eventually got it. And the one triumphant moment that I remember was her coming to me after staying with him for a while. And she came back and she said, you know what? I really like your parenting style better. It feels better here. That was a big moment. Wow. That is cool. That's making me smile. (laughs) That's very cool. Thank you for sharing that. Mm. Wow. Well, One of the things we've been doing, Sandy, I'm sure you've noticed, we've been talking about past experiences in partnership. So let's let's bring this conversation into the present. What would you say is is one thing, or let me change that. What would you say is a a current partnership that's really exciting for you right now? Something that you're just like, I'm so excited to be in this partnership. So the very exciting partnership I have is with a very good friend, colleague. Uh, We both are life coaches. And way back when I started this whole webinar course thing, I actually brought her in and told her she should look into it. And she ended up creating a webinar course. And she said to me, do you want to be my accountability partner? And I said, I don't know what that is. And she said, well, we check in three times a week and we set goals for ourselves and we're going to keep them for each other and for ourselves. So I said, okay, I'll try it. I think we're in the fifth year of doing this. and. It has helped me to achieve so many things I would never have achieved on my own. And so having that partnership, and she's become a close friend. She used to be somebody I was completely intimidated by. She she had achieved success way before me, had put out two books, and uh, was successful in so many areas of her life. So being with somebody who inspires you, who sort of used to be my mentor, and now we're on even ground, um, helping each other. And it's been amazing. I helped her through her divorce. She hired me as a dating coach when she was going through her divorce and found an amazing man. So that partnership has been incredibly beneficial for me and for her. That is great. You know, you, you, you reminded me of something when you said, you know, she used to be a mentor and now we're friends. I remember the first time I had that happen and it was a, a teacher and mentor of mine and I was getting uh, a copy of his book, and I was at one of his events, and and uh, he offered to sign it, and he signed it to my friend Ken. Mm. I actually was like, "Really? <laughs> I, I I hadn't really realized that our that but our relationship was one of friendship. It wasn't just student teacher, mm-hmm. and it was an amazing feeling. I could just feel it right there. Of what an incredible." Uh, recognition of how we'd come together as partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was cool. Well, teachers and students have very interesting relationship. And I think that you, I, I've been a teacher and I've been a student and I definitely have learned so much from my students. And I think also part of my evolution as a person has been to realize that the people I used to put on pedestals I no longer do, that the more confidence you feel, the more even ground you feel with people, uh, the more you believe in yourself. So 
that's that evens the playing field. Anyone who teaches knows you learn so much from your students. Uh, it's personally, I think I would be a you know raving idiot if I wasn't paying attention to my students because I learned so much from them. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Well, Sandy, we have actually arrived at what I call the bring it all home portion of the show. And this is where we actually, we step away from the stories. And now we provide some simple, concrete guidance for the listeners. So, well, so they can improve their partnership right now. And where I'd like to start is I'm wondering what was the best partnership or maybe it's relationship advice that you ever received? I think that probably I'd have to say becoming a better communicator. Um, learning to stop making assumptions and ask questions. I learned that in coaching school, actually, and it was like I didn't realize how judgmental I had been in the past where I didn't check things out. And so just asking, you know, what did you mean by that? Instead of assuming is it can just change a relationship drastically. Yes, communication is huge. Mm-hmm. So let's step onto this one then. What, what what would you say is a book or a resource that you would recommend for our listeners and, and why this particular resource? So I would say, oh God, there's so many. Um, I actually have a page on my website now that, that has tons of books that I recommend. I love Brene Brown and mm-hmm. her book book on vulnerability, Daring Greatly, is one of the best um, that I've ever read. Um, so it's the full title is Daring Greatly, How the Courage to be Vulnerable Transforms the Way We Live, Love, Parent, and Lead. And I think that we are, <clears throat> I know, for, I'll speak for myself, that vulnerability was really hard for me. I was, um, I was one of these survival people. I was tough. I, my kids would call me a rock. You know, I, I could weather any storm, but I did not show emotion easily. And it was a survival skill. I had to do it to get through my life. But I had to learn that vulnerability, being able to say, you know what, I'm not perfect and I don't really want to be perfect because um, that strive for perfection was keeping me back from from reaching goals. I, I didn't want to get up on a stage to talk because it would mean that I might be seen as imperfect. And it stopped me for many most of my life from ever getting on a stage. And when I finally became a coach and, and started getting known publicly, I realized that I got to get over this fear because it will hold me back from getting known, getting seen, getting my message out there. And so I got support on that. But, but Daring Greatly really talks to that, the courage to be vulnerable. Yes, Daring Greatly is a fabulous, fabulous book. And Brené Brown's work is, is life-changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the first time I saw her original TED Talk and I was just like, who is this person? <laughs> I can't believe she even thought people want to hear this. And yet you could just feel how much mm-hmm. it transformed the audience. It was brilliant. Yeah. So one last question here. And that is, what, what's some parting advice you might have for our listeners? And maybe even an example of how they could you know, really immediately put it into action. 
I'm going to talk about one thing that I was terrible at, which was getting support. (laughs) And I gave an example before about getting support when I struggled with my daughter. Um, When I was afraid to speak in public, I hired a speaking coach. I actually was offered a TEDx talk and had never really spoken on a stage. So, uh, you know, part of me was like, no way, I'm never going to do this. And the other part of me said, okay, how can I do this? So every time you feel like it's too much, it's, there's no way you can do something, instead ask yourself, who can support me? How can I get support? Whether it's you know a book, a course, a person you hire, you don't have to do it all alone. In fact, it's, it's really healthy to ask for support. It's a sign of strength. Absolutely. I really want to thank you for the way you've taken us into so so many different arenas, personal partnership, professional partnership, you know, your partnership with people that were once mentors that are now friends and so on. It's you've really exposed how many variations there are and they really overlap. I mean, what we're doing is the same partnering. It's just it applies in so many different arenas. So do me a favor, Sandy. What I'd love for you to do now is let our listeners know how can they contact you? How can they learn more about what you do? So they can contact me at lastfirstdate.com. That's um, my website, and there's a contact tab uh, on the menu bar. I would love for you to stop by. There's tons of free resources Um, If you're a woman over 40 and you want to join my Facebook group, I would love that. It's growing every day, and it's called Your Last First Date under groups in Facebook. And uh, people can come there for support and get, like, real real advice instead of the advice your friends give you, which are like, you know, that guy's a jerk, break up with him. (laughs) Um, You know, all men are horrible. I hear this a lot. And it's just, there's so much negativity out there. So I love helping people just see things in a new light. Um, So that's really the best way to get in touch. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. And I have to say your your stories, your insights, they've been amazing. I, I personally have been reminded of some amazing things and and certainly learned a lot from what you shared. And I know our listeners have. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday. So make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.